1: Hey! What's this lying around shit? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
2: Germans? Forget it, he's rolling.
1: And it ain't over now! Cause when the going gets tough, the tough get going! Who's with me? Let's go! Come on!
2: gonna throw it slam this
0: bugs for you Mizzou. and there he goes how about number six you don't get no better than that man he's, he's back in the game Shane Ray and look at what he just did Sam! touchdown Missouri
3: This is the cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the cast. It's our midweek show, and we're going to do a little something different this week. We're going to do a little bit of a reset based on the fact that the season hasn't gone quite as well as we'd expected. We wanted to play for you some old highlights of great Tiger games to convince you to stick with this team even when they're down. Missouri's picked as a seven-point underdog against South Carolina, and it's pretty easy to be despondent. But if you stick with the Tigers through the hard times, it makes the great moments even better. We wanted to remind you why we're Tiger fans, why we root for Mizzou, and though we've been down before, we've always come back. And we're going to relive some of those moments this week and just get you back up. Remember that things can get better, and they will get better. We're going to start out with a game in 2005, Gary Pinkle's first bowl game, the first time in years Missouri had won a bowl. And it was really the beginning of an era of over a decade where the Tigers improved and became dominant. Brad Smith led Missouri against South Carolina and overcame a 21-point deficit. In times like these, whenever Missouri is down and doesn't look like they're capable of doing anything, it's good to remember that we've been good in the past. And at any point, we can come back and do it again. So let's start things off by going to that Independence Bowl in Shreveport where at one point it looked like Missouri didn't have a chance
2: A spectacular day in Shreveport, Louisiana for the 30th Independence Bowl, the largest annual event in this city and an attractive matchup this year as the South Carolina Gamecocks at 7 and 4 take on the Missouri Tigers. They come to Shreveport with a record of six and five,
4: and and I think for Missouri, the roller coaster season that they've had, their motivation in this game is just like South Carolina. They want to win. They want to finish strong. And for a lot of these seniors who are leaving their last game in Missouri, who came in together, they want Brad Smith to take them out on a high note.
2: Dumped off to the tight end Carson Askins for another South Carolina touchdown. After the score, the touchdown stands at 20 to nothing. Second and ten, Mitchell in a crowd throws, and it is intercepted by Marcus King, and has some blockers along the far sideline. Blake Mitchell trying to get back in position to get him. He can't. Neither can Bobby Wallace. It's a touchdown, and perhaps a game changer for Missouri. 98 yards on the return by Marcus King. Smith throws it up for Kaufman. Touchdown, Chase Kauffman! He's 6'7". They took advantage of the size advantage over the 5'11". Jonathan Joseph, a five-yard score. And Missouri back in the game, heading toward halftime within two touchdowns with 20 seconds to go. <laughs> Here's Brad Smith, a Missouri graduate, into the end zone for a touchdown. 31 yards for the score. They're back with a touchdown after trailing by 21 earlier today. Twice in this game, South Carolina has led by 21 points, but Missouri has battled back. They dominated the third quarter, outscored South Carolina 7-0, outgained them 201 yards to 30, and would have tied the game were it not for a bad tripping call against Tyler and He got knocked to the ground by Marvin Sapp, and when Sapp just dives over the legs... Of Llewellyn, the flag came out for a trip. They missed a short 22 yard field goal, and the extra point was a duck to hook, too, but got through. So they're going for it in fourth and two. They tie the game if they can kick the extra point. Brad Smith in from the four yard line. Missouri twice down by 21, an extra point away now from a tie ball game. In the football late. He got a good foot into that one, and it is good from 50 yards, longest of his career for the sophomore, cross it, and Missouri leads for the first time today, 31-28, at the 23, all right, thank you, Brad, it's Brad Smith through the traffic, Jonathan Joseph trying to run him down, and he does get him out of bounds, Inside the 20-yard line at the 18-yard line. A 58-yard scamper by Brad Smith. To the end zone. No signal yet. Touchdown! (laughs) Whoever would have imagined that ending with the Ice bucket bath for Gary Pinkle when it was 21-nothing and South Carolina was on the move and dominating in every way. Give the Tigers players and coaches tremendous credit. They battled back and earned a 38-31 victory. 432 yards of total offense for Brad Smith. Ending his brilliant career with one of his best performances, and he did most of that damage in one half of football.
3: So Missouri beat Steve Spurrier in the Gamecocks, and Missouri's bowl run was underway. But it's important to remember that it wasn't just the Gary Pinkle era where the Tigers were great. Missouri has a long, proud history, and even though we're probably not old enough to remember all of it, there were a lot of great games back then. Let's go back to another game that featured Steve Spurrier. This time, this time Steve Spurrier was a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback for the Florida Gators. Missouri faced them in the 1966 Sugar Bowl.
5: Missouri won the toss and began an immediate dominance of the first quarter that didn't give the Gators much opportunity to display their high-gear offensive attack. Spurrier's 43-yard punt marked the last time Florida had possession in the opening 15 minutes. Missouri began the first touchdown drive after taking the punt at its 41. Halfback Charlie Brown kept the 59-yard march with his 10-yard scamper around left end. And Bill Bates added the conversion for a 7-0 Tiger lead. It didn't take long for Missouri to get on the scoreboard again. A punt to Jack Harper of the Gators appeared to be an easy, fair catch. But Hopper bobbled it at the Florida 11 and the Tigers were again in business. A halfback pass from Johnny Rowland to Earl Denny coupled with Bates extra point put Missouri in front 14 to nothing. A 37 yard field goal by Bates with less than two minutes to go boosted the Missouri edge to 17 to nothing. It was a puzzle Ray Graves who left the field for the intermission wondering how to defend against the Tigers. As anyone who witnessed Florida football games in 1965 will freely admit, the Gators might have been down, but the game wasn't over. A third-quarter field goal had shoved Missouri's gap to 20 to nothing when this key defensive stand gave Missouri a fourth and one at the Florida 14 in the opening stages of the fourth quarter. Quarterback Gary Lane couldn't gain an inch on the next play, and the Gators had new life at their own 14. Spurrier cranked up his trusty throwing arm for six straight completions in rushing the Gators 86 yards for a rapid touchdown. A two-point try that didn't seem to matter at the time, with the Gators trailing 20-6, to six, turned out to be a controversial choice. It failed. Spurrier couldn't locate trap for the pass. Missouri gave the rebounding Gators a golden opportunity moments later, fumbling at the Tiger 11. Following a Spurrier pass to Harper for eight, Hopper hit right guard before Spurrier took the to mail himself for Florida's second score. Now two points was the only alternative. And again, the Gators missed connection, this time on a faked placement with Alan Trammell tossing to Poe. With tackling such as defensive end Lynn Matthews, number 84, it didn't take long for Florida to obtain the ball once more. Spurrier completed six of 11 heaves for 74 of the 81 yards in Florida's third scoring march and got the remaining seven yards himself on a ramble up the middle when he found his receiver's covered.
3: Missouri's won some big bowl games. They've been in some big contests. One of the first ones that I remember in my lifetime was after the 2007 season, one of the best seasons in Tiger history. They faced the Arkansas Razorbacks in the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas. And I think this game is underrated as one of the great games of all-time Tiger history. Missouri absolutely dominated the game, and it was led mostly by the running of Tony Temple, who set a Cotton Bowl record on the ground.
6: The 72nd AT&T Cotton Bowl as Missouri takes the field. they say that the tickets for this game sold out more rapidly than any in the history of the Cotton Bowl. 72 they played. Let's go to Chris Devota with Gary Pinkle.
3: Coach Gary Pinkle leading his Missouri Tigers this school to their first New Year's Day Bowl in nearly 40 years. The landscape of Missouri football has changed. What are your thoughts and how big is this game for your school?
4: Well, it's a beautiful day. It's a packed stadium. I know the Mizzou fans are uh, fired up and excited and uh, hopefully we play our best game today. That's what I want to be able to do
3: you hope to contain Arkansas's running game? What's your strategy?
4: Well, we're going to be on defense right now, so we're going to find out. They're a great team. Uh, try to eliminate big plays as best you can. I think that's the, if you keep down a, a few big plays, I think we got a chance.
3: Gary Pinkle is a Harley Davidson enthusiast. It's a whole different hog he hopes to contain today.
6: There at the Arkansas 22-yard line, this is Temple. Still on his feet to the 10. Touchdown, Missouri. The first score of the 72nd Cotton Bowl from 22 yards out by number 22. Three wide receivers to the right, and this is Temple. And again, he's over 100 yards. And more, and still going. And close to the five-yard line of Arkansas. Richardson finally knocked him out of bounds. Chase Daniel sees something on defense that he wants to change and does. Kevin Woods made the stop, but not before Tony Temple got it into the end zone. And Missouri increases their lead to 13-0.
3: Well, Pat, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, not the star running back of that first half. It was Missouri's Tony Temple. Was that the game plan all along? Will it continue to be in the second half, Coach?
4: Well, our offense is really based on what the defense gives you. They're dropping a lot of people. They're playing the pass. They're playing sometimes seven defensive backs. So that's what we decided to do. You know, I don't know what adjustments they'll make. We'll make... uh, Counter adjustments, but it's uh, a long way to go. We're making a lot of mistakes
6: too. We got to play better football. And Temple gets the carry, and he's got some room to the corner, and finally out of bounds at about the eleven. Chase on the handoff to Macklin, around the corner, Macklin inside the five, about the three, knocked out of bounds with the end Temple touchdown. Never did
0: get him down and Ernie Firechild
6: got some pads on him but not enough to take him down Felix Jones 8 carries for 36 yards they've contained McFadden and Jones as he's picked off by Missouri touchdown William Moore timed it perfectly Casey Dick was a little bit late and Missouri moves further ahead 26 yards on the interception return for Moore and a touchdown Missouri Been talking about Sean Witherspoon all day a linebacker big linebacker from East Texas had a big day 843 left to play in Missouri on top 31 to 7 Tony Temple Has a chance a legitimate chance to become the all-time rushing leader in this game. He has 241 yards rushing. 265 is the record. He gets the carry. I think they're going to give him a chance for that record. It, now, he might get it. And I would say uh, that His fourth touchdown of the day. Shedrick Jackson chased him into the end zone, but that's four touchdowns for Temple. That should be enough. On that 40-yard run, they give him the all-time record. 281 yards for the day on Tony. Four touchdowns, (laughs) and uh, that's been the story of this game. They're carrying him off, not because they're celebrating with him, but because he pulled a hamstring
7: on that touchdown run.
4: This was worth the wait, yes? Yeah, it's been worth worth the wait. Uh, Hey, how about them Tigers? And how about, those Mizzou, how about all you Mizzou fans for, for uh, believing in us? Thanks very much.
3: As you can see, we're not playing these in chronological order, but we're mixing it up. We're playing some of the stuff that you remember that gets you up from great memories, and then playing some of the older games that you probably don't remember, but as a Tiger fan, you should definitely know about. That takes us to the 1939 season. This was Don Faurot's first great season at Missouri. He led the Tigers to a Big Six championship and their first Orange Bowl. And any Mizzou fan should be well-versed on that 1939 team, as well as all these games. Here's some highlights from that 1939 team, brought to you by the great Jack Buck.
8: On the freshman team that year was a Purdue washout who would be guaranteed box office for the future. A big teddy bear of a kid from St. Louis named Paul Chrisman. You see, Paul graduated from from Maplewood High School in St. Louis. And his coach was a Purdue man.
7: And he went to Purdue his first year. Somehow they didn't recognize his talent as a freshman. And they sent him home. And, uh, of course, the fact that he hadn't competed there, he had three years here. And uh, boy, he had a great throwing arm and a great attitude for the game. A little bit cocky, but not just self-assured. He wasn't a—he wasn't a smart aleck or anything like that, but a great individual.
9: Now Paul was not a great uh, was not a great runner, but he was a superb passer and uh, a superb quarterback because he would run a series of plays to set up one that would go the whole way, and that's the way he operated.
8: The fall of 39 was a wonderful time to be alive in Columbia. The university was celebrating 100 years of higher education. The shack and other campus hangouts echoed to the swinging sounds of Artie Shaw and Glenn Miller. Cherry Coke sold for a dime at Gabler's Black and Gold Inn. Students flocked uptown to the Hall Theater to watch America's sweetheart, Judy Garland, sing a hopeful anthem for simpler times. Despite what was happening in the rest of the world, life in Columbia seemed to be in order. It was to be the final moment of pure innocence before the entire world went to war. For Coach John Farrell, 1939 would be his first taste of sweet success.
7: And I remember the first championship, the '39. that was a favorite team of mine. Paul Christmas was a good leader. It was the first time we'd been up in the national prominence, and they were just a very close-knit team. Managed to lose
8: only one game, that was to Ohio State. In the opening game, we won the rest of them and went to the Orange Bowl. That year, the Tigers traveled to Yankee Stadium to play NYU. Pitchin' Paul ran for two touchdowns and threw for a third to Ron King, who made an unbelievable catch on his back in the end zone. Fortunately for Chrisman, the game was witnessed by syndicated sports writer Grantland Rice, helping to solidify Paul's case as an All-American. Then championship season finally boiled down to one game against the Oklahoma Sooners, played on a dreary, misty late November day. A back-and-forth defensive struggle came down to one play that will live forever in the memories of those who were there.
9: Game-winning play was a planned play which uh, I think is illegal now. We pulled the, the guards on uh, the Oklahoma team in other words they were in a defensive position we would pull them on through and which left a big gap and Charlie Mosier went through the gap and blocked the punt and he's a little bitty guy I don't know how he got up high enough to do it but he blocked the punt and uh, I remember the punt went straight up in the air and uh, I was looking up and couldn't see the ball but there was an Oklahoma player, an Oklahoma bank. I don't, back, I don't remember his name, but I remembered saying to myself, you SOB, you're not going to get it. And
8: I really cut him down. So 1939 became a season of firsts. It was the first Big Six championship, the first national ranking, number six in the AP, and the first bowl bid. After the Kansas game, the Tigers were invited to play Georgia Tech on New Year's Day. But the season of first ended abruptly in the sleight-of-hand deception created by the ramblin' Rex razzled as a backfield. Georgia Tech soundly defeated the Tigers 21-7 on the strength of their crafty hide-and-seek offense. In 1956, he was elected into the College Football Hall of Fame and returned to Columbia for the ceremony in which his jersey, number 44, was retired.
9: Paul, of course, was a great passer, and he had the knack of delivering a ball to you that, that was so easy to catch it It'd make you look silly if you dropped it.
8: I don't think anyone would ever forget him that ever met with him or played with him because Paul had one really fine ability as a quarterback. You're getting in a tense position in a ball game, and he'd call time out. He'd just absolutely call time out. He'd see the expression on your face. You're too tense. Everybody was. And he'd always have a little quip. Like one day in particular, he came into the huddle. And he said, I called time out. I want to tell you something. you got to go down to the Uptown Theater tomorrow. You've got to see that cartoon down there. After playing tennis one day in March 1970, Paul died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Far too young at age 51. After the funeral, Don Faroe summed up the merry magician best when he smiled sadly and said, Paul Chrisman was one of a kind.
3: Paul Chrisman's 1939 team left memories for old Tiger fans that they never forgot. One memory that will never escape me is the 2003 team that played Nebraska. Missouri hadn't beaten Nebraska at home in 30 years. They seemed like a team that was unbeatable to Mizzou. But Gary Pinkle brought Missouri its first taste of success in the early 2000s. And this Nebraska game is one that if you were there, you'll never forget. Where were you on
0: October 11th, 2003? That's a question Missouri football fans will be asking of each other for years to come. Hi, I'm Mike Kelly, the voice of the Missouri Tigers. On a magical evening before a sold-out crowd at Ferro Field, Missouri beat 10th-ranked Nebraska 41-24, ending several significant streaks in the process. It was the Tigers' first win over the Cornhuskers since November 18th of 1978, the first victory over Nebraska in Columbia since 1973. The win snapped a 20-game losing streak against ranked opponents, and it also put to bed a 45-game skid against top 10 foes. It was quite a night. One all Tiger fans will remember for a long, long time. Takes the snap, bubble screen, running left side it is LaFleur left side of the 30 to the 25 to the 20. Open running room. It takes it into the end zone. A little bubble screen, and Mark LaFleur took it into the end zone for a Nebraska touchdown. takes a low snap no rush hits it a high spiral and he hit this one well backing up as davis takes it goes off of his shoulder pad at the four is it covered still loose covered by the tigers at the six okay that's what
1: it takes mike something like that a big break that's a tremendous break for missouri that time
0: was a great kick mike by the way a tremendous kick by brock harvey it looked like james Kenney was the man he was the man who was able to cover the fumble after it went off of the chest of Davis the punt returner so the Tigers have it first and goal from the Nebraska six-yard line deep hand Abron running right cuts it up at the five hit at the four trying to get to the end zone touchdown Missouri
1: that was great running that was terrific running he had two Nebraska Huskers on him he took him right into the end zone tremendous powerful running by the tailback Zach Abron.
0: Now they empty the backfield as Abron comes in motion to the right. Bubble screen, throw it out to Outlaw. Outlaw trying to run back. Now it's going to throw it back to Brad Smith. Running room with a wall of blockers in midfield. To the 40, to the 30. Cuts it inside 25, outside 20. He's going to take it to the house. Touchdown, Missouri. Nebraska
1: was completely fooled. All the Nebraska people were on the west side. Four blockers and Brad Smith. On the east side of the field, nothing to it. They picked off the one Nebraska defender, and he
0: went in for the touchdown. A great play, great pass by Outlaw, great run by Brett Smith. And Missouri has broken on top of 10th-ranked Nebraska with 10:57 to go in the first half. The Tigers lead at 14-7. Dykes, the right-footed kicker. High snap, good place, kick is up, and it is good. With two seconds to go in the half, Nebraska cuts Missouri's lead to 14-10. Freewald lines up as a wing to the left. Grigsby in the front of the eye. Horn the eye back. In motion, Freewald to the right. Two tight ends on the first and goal. Option pitcher to Horn. Got a blocker in front. Grigsby running left side. He goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. Two tights, backfield in the eye. Lord, option play to the right side. Fakes the pitch, keeps it. Gets to the 30, to the 25, bounces outside. 20 to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. He skips into the end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. High stepping into the end zone. Jamal Lord gives Nebraska a 23-14 lead. Nebraska takes the snap, fakes the handoff, running towards the left side. Gets to the 35, to the 30, breaks the tackle. 25-20, left side right to the 10. Touchdown, Missouri. so the yard didn't
1: matter. Yeah, the Tigers are going to score again. There you go. I'll tell you what, that was a beautiful bootleg play, and I'll tell you, Brad Smith really left him in the dust. He really ran down that sideline. A terrific run by Brad Smith. Mike,
0: listen to the crowd. Two tights, lowered under center, low step back forward, takes the snap option right. There he is, there he is. Pass looking, being chased by Kenny Dropped at the 29, football loose, picked by Missouri, running the left side into the 15, but down at the 12. How about the Tigers? Rick Harrington out of Mexico with the scoop.
1: There was the option pass, the only time they ran it. Great, great defense, great
0: recovery, great pursuit, good defense. him down at the 9 and the Tigers have it first and goal. James Kinney with a huge strip of Lord as he wanted to throw that option pass. This will be a 32-yarder from the right hash by the right-footed soccer-style kicker. Good snap, good place. Kick is faked. Fake. Riccio throws into the end zone. Touchdown, Cissé. Touchdown, Missouri. Cissé.
1: Cissé. boom, boom. Cissé. What a play in the Cissé
0: field a year ago where Oklahoma and a fake field goal to beat Missouri. The Tigers claim a 27-24 lead with 11-21 to go. Deep handoff Abron cut down at the fake to Smith running to the right side trying to get outside touchdown Missouri. What a great play fake by Brad Smith and Abron sold it. The Tigers extend the lead. Arian the tight end to the left. Short split, blown setback horn from the shotgun lord. Takes the snap, looking, here comes pressure. Flush now throws over the middle, intercepted! Missouri's intercepted it! It's Zach Bell, the defensive end, to the 15. Oh, yeah. to the two half that abounds inside the 10 at the 8. Well, I'll tell you what, Zach Bell dropped from the coverage, and he picked it up and brought it down inside the 10.
1: That's right, and the big boys on the offensive line couldn't catch him. They tried to catch him, and it ripped the 300 pounders, couldn't catch him. Great play by Zach Bill. Now you put him to sleep.
0: Smith takes the snap, straight drop, looking. Now he's got a quarterback keep. Running out the middle of the five. Cuts it inside. Dives to the end zone. Touchdown, Missouri. That's it. Now you can start the best. 27 unanswered points by Missouri in the fourth quarter. They're blowing out the Corn Huskers with 5'11 to go, leading 41-24. Can you believe it? I'm loving it, my friend. Smith takes the knee. Missouri has knocked off 10th ranked Nebraska. The Tigers snapped a 24 year losing streak against the Cornhuskers, and they win it home for the first time against Nebraska since 1973. The Tigers win it 41 to 24. 30 years, 30 years that
1: we've not seen a victory over Nebraska on this field, and I got a feeling, I got a feeling this could be the start of something big.
3: Look, if listening to that game doesn't get your juices flowing again, nothing will. Missouri beat Nebraska when they were at their height, and it was not the first time Missouri had done that to one of the top teams in the nation. Missouri had beaten the likes of Notre Dame, Alabama, USC, some great upsets. This is one of those games at Ohio State in 1976. Missouri was not expected to win against the number 11 Ohio State Buckeyes, but they played some fantastic football and won one of the great upset games in the history of Mizzou's program.
7: I don't recall watching a more exciting major college football game in recent years Ohio State leading 21 to 14 Missouri with a first and goal on the eight yard line I guarantee you no one has left the Ohio State I don't believe so probably none of our families have left the Hearns building either I again Woods cannot hear now the crowd trying to slow the momentum of Missouri and Woody Hayes again onto the field first down and uh, goal to go wide slot to the left it is Woods Woods down to the three yard line and the clock shows 54, 53 52 seconds to go in the football game now now 48 seconds to play in the game clock running 45 seconds to play it'll be second and goal from the three pulsating finish at the Ohio stadium. Time is still running there. It's 36 seconds, 35 seconds, 33. Stewart wide to the left. The lone wide man way to the left. Everyone else in tight. Here comes Brown. Here comes Brown. He's
1: down about the two yard line.
7: 24. 23 seconds to play. 21 seconds to play. Didn't get out of bounds. Now the clock stopped with 16 seconds to play. It'll be third down and goal at the one. Ohio State 21, Missouri 14, with 16 seconds to play. Ball still on about the two yard line here, just just forward of the two. I didn't think we'd see anything more exciting than that Southern Cal game, but we've seen it here today. Well, this was a ball game in which uh, it could have gone either way here in the second half. Missouri has really had the initiative here in uh, the second half played great football defensively and offensively and it's shown a tremendous lot of courage in coming back and carrying really the fight to Ohio State. This has been Missouri's second half. I don't care what happens here in the next uh, 16 seconds Missouri has really played some fine football here this afternoon. There's Pete Woods addressing the troops. 10 Leo Lewis, 25 Kurt Brown. 76 in there, James Taylor. Sure there's a lot of noise back in the Hearns building on the University of Missouri campus right now. 16 seconds to play. Clock is stopped until the ball is put in play. Woods going to the air. Touchdown. Great play. Perfect play for Leo Lewis. Look at that. Great play, already signal a touchdown, look at that. Woods laid it in there in great shape, look at here, right over the head of the defender. Great catch by Leo Lewis, sophomore, split receiver. What a play. The ball came loose, but it was after the play. And the touchdown brings Missouri up to within a point. So, 12 seconds to play in the game. Missouri can win it. Okay, let me ask diversion. you this. Are they going for one or two? I was going to ask you the same thing. They I don't look, know. They've He's gone going over to, d- to the hash mark. It there looks like they'll probably go, try for two. Well, it's a very tough decision for Coach Al Frio and I would not want to make it. Well, it's just according to how much prestige you think you have out of a tie. You know, they say a tie is like kissing your sister, that it really doesn't do you a lot of good. But in this case, we made a tremendous comeback in the second half, and so uh, maybe you should reward your team with a tie. So, I mean, it's pro and con on what you should do here. Uh, I I believe that they're going to go for two. And now Missouri's going to try to win the football game. Missouri's going to try to win it.
1: A flag there's a flag, flag on, on the play flag. flag on the play
7: Oh holding against Ohio State flag on the Ohio State. Holding. holding up the receiver Ohio State call for holding the receiver downfield so down to the one-and-a-half yard line. Now what do you do? Do you try to run it, or do you again try to throw out that, that sprint-out pass? Here it is. Here's Pete Wood sprinting out, and then he dropped the ball just a little bit over the head of Curtis Brown. Woody Hayes, one of his more anxious moments. Missouri away of going ahead with 12 seconds to play in the game. And great this is the football game. Extra point try. Woods on the keeper. Woods fighting. He's, he's in, in there, there for two. Missouri two point. How about Pete Woods, huh? on the far side. The Missouri How Tigers go wild. Twelve seconds to play in the game. Here it is again Clay Cooper. Was that great effort by Pete Woods? Look at him. He's hit on the two. Fights on in, in into the end zone. Now what about that for that a young, has to be young quarterback? One of the most memorable efforts by a single player in Missouri football history. I tell you what. Aren't you proud of Pete Woods? He showed a lot of, a lot of great poise. Five seconds to go. 22 to 21 in favor of Missouri. Four, Gerald going three, all two. the way. Incomplete. The clock showing no time remaining. The game is over. The Missouri game is over. Again. And Missouri win. The upset team has done it again. Missouri, the giant killer. Off goes Woody Hayes shaking hands with number nine, Tim Gibbons, the kicker. And off go the triumphant Tigers. Do you believe it?
3: Another great upset came at arguably the height of Gary Pinkle's career. In 2010, Missouri was playing the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners as their homecoming opponent. This was probably one of the most electric atmospheres I'd ever experienced as a Tiger fan. ESPN's college game day was in town, and tens of thousands of people came out that morning to watch. The atmosphere in Columbia was fantastic the entire day, and of course, the game did not disappoint. This was one of the most amazing Mizzou games I'd ever seen against one of the hardest opponents we'd ever faced.
6: Low kickoff, fielded by a short man on the 14-yard line. And that's McGaffey, breaking free, has a seam, and a crease! The kicker can't trip him up, headed for the end zone! Will it be back-to-back weeks? Yes! Yes! A week ago, it was the Wisconsin Badgers. Tonight, it is the Missouri Tigers. 86 yards for a touchdown. They were behind. They've tied it after a turnover. And now they're threatening to go ahead. Intercepted, a horrendous screen. Holden Smith has got it, and he's got speed. Somebody's got Jones, but from behind, he is run down by Kitty Stills. And they run it in for the touchdown with Devin Moore, the junior from St. Louis. Second down and 10. Sets a screen, and there's no one with do on that side. Fumble! Missouri jumps on it, I believe. Brett, look
10: at look at the defensive tackle on the inside. Marvin Foster, a freshman, he's on a stunt. He sees the play. He actually gets there and causes Madhu to
6: come back into the inside with the rest of the defense. They feature out at Oregon with the running back and the quarterback. Here they spread the field. Fire complete. Breaks out as Jackson down. Missouri regains the lead and another number one in deep trouble. 38 yards for the go-ahead score. They are trying to shut it down right now. Here Oklahoma, the number one team needing a drive and
10: it's picked off. Intercepted. And the key predetermined where he wanted to go with his football. And how about Smith getting a hand on the ball and deflected but Gooden Focused, does a good job in coverage, is able to come up with a pivotal and pivotal interception for this Missouri defense.
6: He checks in as a running back. Gabbard fires. There's the hook and ladder. And here comes Lawrence down the side. Dives for the end zone. Touchdown. How about that? Hegg. This is what you call plan to win.
10: David Yost, the offensive coordinator. Unbelievable call, and they had stepped out of bounds. We'll have to take another look at that, but what a call. Well, to get the ball back to one of your skilled people, Lawrence, who's got
6: speed. Snap it now to James Franklin. He can run it out of it. Here's their formation. Here he comes. And he is stopped as he keeps on running for the end zone. Arms aren't up yet. There's a the touchdown signal by the line judge. That is freshman, James Franklin. With nine seconds to go, the headset's still on. Pete Carroll would have thrown it up into the stands. DeMarco Murray, cuts to daylight, tripped up, still running, tries to get wide, and there he laterals it off, gets Broyles. Broyles comes back the other way, but it's not gonna matter.
10: Please tell me, where does this win rank
4: for you? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's gigantic. It's, not, it's uh, been a long time coming. Oklahoma's a great team, and we're fortunate to pull our team at halftime. This is a battle. I mean, we're playing a great team that wins, and uh, it's not easy. And uh, so I'm – I'm just real proud of our football team, and this is great for our fans, Missouri fans, and Columbia and the state of Missouri, too.
10: Well, Blaine, there was a nice moment here when your head coach came over. What did he say to you?
4: Uh, It's an instrumental win for this program, and we've worked hard for this, and all we had to do was believe.
3: I'm going to take you back in time again. This time we're going to the 1960 season. Dan Devine's Tigers were ranked number one in the country for the first time ever in the program's history after another big Oklahoma win. Their season took them back to the Orange Bowl. They faced Navy and the Heisman Trophy winning running back Joe Bellino. This is one of my favorite Missouri teams, especially considering it's one that was too long ago for me to remember personally. This was a huge Orange Bowl. John F. Kennedy was at the game, and it cemented Missouri as one of the great football programs in the nation.
11: 71,000 pack the Orange Bowl at Miami as Navy beats Missouri. And among the crowd is touch football buff, President-elect Kennedy. In the first period, Mizzou's Ron Taylor fumbles a handoff. Navy's Greg Mather snatches it and streaks away on the longest run in Orange Bowl history. Touchdown bound. Kennedy, a former Navy officer, joins the cheers, which are stilled as the Tigers lash back. Norm Beale intercepts a Navy pass and goes down the sidelines all the way to score. Missouri takes a 7-6 lead. Then Missouri opens up its powerhouse attack. There plows through for 18 yards. Donnie Smith caps the drive with another Tiger tally and Missouri leads 14-6. Navy trails 21-6. When it's ace, Joe Bellino bottled up all the game, makes a sensational touchdown catch, but Missouri wins
3: 21-14. Okay, this game is it. This was the game that was the greatest moment in my time as a Missouri fan. 2007, we faced the Kansas Jayhawks. Once again, a win in this game would make us the number one team in the country. Kansas was ranked number two in the nation. We were ranked number four. The winner of this game would go on to the Big 12 championship game, and if we were to win, we would have gone to the national championship game. That's how good we were, and that's how good this game was. Every season, I hope that we can relive a moment like this one. This is the game that will get you jacked for the Tigers again. Give it a listen and see if you aren't ready to strap on pads for this Saturday's game.
6: This border showdown is ready to erupt. It's Kansas against Missouri, and the stakes are enormous. The winner will capture the Big 12 North, advance to San Antonio for the championship game next week, and probably be number one in the BCS standings tomorrow. We welcome you to Saturday Night Football, presented by Southwest Airlines. Let the top five in the BCS standing sink in. Already number one has lost. There's Kansas, West Virginia, big winner today. And there's Missouri. We welcome you to what certainly could be the game of the year. With Kirk Herbstreit, I'm Brent Musburger. Folks, let this sink in. If either Kansas or Missouri wins their next two games, they will play for the national championship. How fitting to have Kansas in Missouri
10: controlling their own destiny, not only for a conference title, but to get to the national title. It's amazing
6: year. 80,000 fans on hand here tonight. And when it's over, one of these two schools will be ready to erupt and celebrate. How big is this rivalry? 116th meeting, the second longest, and they cannot agree on the series record. And the first meeting ever with both in the top ten and both are in the top five here tonight. No hesitation. Mizzou going for it here on fourth and goal. Diving end zone. Touchdown, Missouri. Martin Rucker, number 82, scores the evening's first touchdown. Daniel still looking for somebody open. Retreats. On the move. complete, Alexander scores. A play that took a half dozen seconds to unfold, it seemed. And Chase Daniel strikes again. Chase was rolling hard to the right, buying time back there in the backfield. And they bang it across with Jimmy Jackson. They've got a three-touchdown advantage now, Kirk. It's all uphill for the Jayhawks. is a must-score for Kansas. Third and goal. Jumbo Look McAnderson. Touchdown, Kansas. The Jayhawk fans with something to cheer, finally. Trying to apply heat. Frisco throws in zone. Touchdown! Three consecutive scoring drives. This one to Dexton Fields. The key there, Brent, is a minute
10: and 27 seconds. A good return to set it up by Herford. All they had to do was go 57 yards, and they get on the board, and they get on the board and a hurry.
6: But now, can they stop? Missouri, Chase Daniel. There's a 43-yarder for Jeff Wolfert. Three minutes and 30 seconds away from a rematch with Oklahoma. One victory away from playing for a national championship. Unbelievable. But the fact that Kansas, I know it's a long shot, the fact
10: that they have worked themselves back to have the ball down by six points.
6: It's pretty amazing fourth quarter. In trouble. There's a safety. 36-28. Missouri fans are breathing just a little bit easier. Chase Daniels Field, San Antonio, here we come. And for the first time, Missouri is headed toward the Big 12 championship game. The Missouri fans are feeling it, starting to champ. We're number one. Victory formation for Missouri. The border belongs to the Tigers. Missouri could wind up in New Orleans.
3: That is what I'm talking about. That is why we love Mizzou. It's tough right now, but Barry Odom's a good coach. We know he is. He's going to get us there. We just have to endure. We've had bad times before, but these are the moments that we're waiting for. These are the moments that are going to come again. These are not the last highlights we're ever going to play. Before long, We're going to be back. We've got to stick it out, and it's going to come. It's going to come. So forget about this season. Forget about the two and six. Look forward. We're going to pull out some wins this season that we're not supposed to. Next season is going to be better, and the season after that is going to be even better. Missouri will be back again. So even though it's tough, let's go out there and root for them on Saturday. M-I-Z.